We typically try to avoid real-world topics, but there are some things that are bigger than all of us. The injustices around the country have gone on for far too long, and we stand with people trying to make real change. And we ask that you do the same. If you're able, consider donating to any number of organizations committed to fighting racism. We're all more alike than we realize. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to The Geek Awakens. I'm Mitch, and my question for my co-hosts and our guest tonight, with Ruby Rose out as Batwoman, uh, her character, Kate Kane, is getting replaced with a brand new character named uh, Ryan Wilder. Good call, or should they have just recast the character? And we'll start tonight with Tabitha. Um, I am not a fan of when characters are recast mid-season, mid-series, or anything. It's, it's confusing, it throws me off, and I think the inclusion of a new character in this is probably their best bet. Matt, what about you? Uh, I'm going to disagree. Um, I mean, it's happened on numerous occasions um, that they recast and keep going. Um, I mean, probably one of the most famous nerd examples is uh, Terrence Howard and uh, Don Cheadle with uh, Rhodey from their Iron Man. No, not Iron Man. Uh, War Machine. Oh my God. Um, it's from Iron Man. Yeah, he is from Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's been done, and I, I, I don't know. I don't see a huge deal with it, including the fact there's only been one season. So, Lydia. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Tabitha on this one. I don't like it when they recast characters, so I think a brand new character is a much better option than trying to put somebody in the shoes to fill her spot. And our special guest tonight, uh, Brenna from Whimsical Whiskers. What do you think? So I think that new characters can be super fun. So it'll be good to see what they do with it. So I'm intrigued. Typically, I would agree with the three of you. But when it comes to uh, comic book properties, I'm going to actually side with Matt on this one. I think that uh, it's not necessarily as big of a deal with a, with a recast when it comes to comic book properties. I don't know. Maybe it's just because those characters change looks all the time anyway. So what's... What's it, you know, in real life, it's not that different. So um, anyway, as I was saying, we have our guest, uh, Brenna from Whimsical Whiskers. Uh, she is our guest tonight for Artist Alley. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the history uh, behind Whimsical Whiskers. So Whimsical Whiskers started about five years ago, um, and I uh, used to actually make quilts um, and sell at in-person events and craft fairs and things like that. And I discovered um, comic cons and nerdy events and absolutely fell in love and started making dragons and haven't looked back. <laughs> so why did you choose dragons? So dragons are very imaginative and they can be playful, they can be scary, um, they give a lot of scope for creativity. And my dragons are cuddly and adorable and friendly. And so I was very influenced by Anne McCaffrey and other uh, similar uh, worlds where dragons are partners and dragons are very uh, supportive and welcoming and happy. So rather than, you know, dangerous enemies. So when I was creating a dragon, I wanted something very cute and cuddly that uh, would also spark a lot of imagination. Nice. Now, 
you don't just make traditional dragons. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the other creatures that you make. So we have dragon bunnies, dragon foxes, and dragon dragons. <laughs> so tell us, uh, so what's up with these uh, dragon bunnies? Because I know, Lydia, you were saying earlier that uh, you're- I am very intrigued. They sound so cute. <laughs> so the, the dragon bunnies are very, um, they have huge floppy ears, they have wings, um, and they're very adorable. Um, so it was a way to use imagination even more and spin um, the dragons a little bit differently and kind of expand the, the world of Whimsical Whiskers to capture more imagination and play. Nice. So you were also talking earlier too about um, how like uh, fans got to name these other uh, creatures. Yeah, so we actually funded, um, so we have tiny versions of our dragons and we also have the foxes and the bunnies and those were all funded through two different Kickstarter campaigns. So I am really big into uh, fan feedback and uh, fan design as well. And so I actually did contests during the Kickstarters that were run on social media so that people could submit names and then vote on who these characters were and what they were supposed to be called. So we have um, Cinder the bunny, she's a black uh, little bunny. And then we have Ember the dragon fox, um, she's orange. And so we're, we're going with the fire theme, apparently, according to the fans, <laughs> which I love. So. <laughs> so um, on average, how long does it take to make one of these dream guardians? So the dragons take quite a while to make. It's been several years to get the process down. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of people involved in the process. Um, I actually have local people helping me to sew these little guys. Um, and then all of the dragons dress up as well. Um, so I have things that are sewn right here in Denver by um, women who used to be refugees. Um, so it's a way for me to give back to the community as well. Um, and then I have various artisans that I've met at different conventions um, and in life outside of conventions as well who help me with some of these. So cloaks, scarves, um, I have chain mail, little hats, um, and they're all made by <laughs> people who I actually know in person and they're all credited um, with every sale as well. So it's, it's important to me to um, recognize that this is a community effort. Nice. So one of the other things that I, I noticed on your website that you're making right now are masks, uh, which are super important right now. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I was approached by somebody at the, so I'm in Colorado, for those of you who don't know. Um, so the Colorado Hospital Association uh, called me and asked, hey, can you make some handmade masks for us? And I was like, sure what are what are we talking about and they were like so this was a friday they were like so can you make 500 of them by wednesday and i was like um sure let's see what i can do oh, I, don't, I don't need sleep so I, called, I called all of my people um and um as of a couple weeks ago i actually have 20 people working for me uh sewing masks and they're going to healthcare workers throughout the state of colorado um, and so far we've made 12,000 masks. Wow. That's impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, so helping healthcare workers, because they're, they're the heroes right now. Like, you know, we're doing a small, uh, small part um, of this, this huge battle, you know, against the pandemic, but I'm just grateful that I can help. So. That's, that's awesome. So, um, there, and I actually oh. do have masks available on my website as well. Um, and they're the same ones that we're making for these healthcare workers. So if you're interested in masks, I do have plenty available. So please check them out. Um, we should all be wearing masks right now. It's an easy way to protect uh, yourself and protect everybody around you as well. So please, please, please wear a mask. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, are there any plans for new dragon styles? Yes. Um, so we actually... Uh, two things. One is I hope to have a cat um, that is designed. It's going to have some rainbow wings. It's going to be super exciting. Um, that one is still in design uh, process, but we're also working on some kids books that go along with the Dream Guardians. And the first one is in uh, prototype right now. So I'm actually doing the layout for it. We've got some illustrations. We've got a really wonderful story um, that's been written for us. And so I'm hoping to do a Kickstarter for that really soon, actually. Fantastic. Awesome. So uh, I know with everything going on, everything's kind of up in the air. Uh, do you still have any plans for any like conventions or anything for this year? Or are you just looking for 2021 now? So everything has moved online. Um, so I actually redid my website. It's a lot easier to order um, from that. So hopefully people will be able to um, experience that. Um, and I'm also part of a local convention artist guild and we are doing weekly artist auctions as well. So it's a way for all of us to feature some of the work that we would have sold at conventions, but obviously we're not able to do right now. So we are working with a lot of people uh, to network and figure out how we can really expand our reach online um, to help everybody uh, survive this time. So some events are still tentatively planning to go forward, but honestly, I'm not counting on them right now. Um, I think it's much better to focus virtually and hopefully do a lot through the mail and really send, send hugs that way. So, uh my last question, which really it's not so much a question, uh, just take this opportunity to, um, to self-promote. How can people find you online? Anything you want to say? Sure. So I do have a website. It's whimsicalwhiskers.com. Uh, so please check that out. And uh, so the dragons are, I call them the dream guardians. So they help with feelings and fears. Um, I've had a lot of parents tell me that their, their child will not go to sleep without their dragon, uh, which to me as their creator is one of the most beautiful things that I can hear. Um, because to me, that's what stuffed animals are about. They're about protecting, you know, your heart, protecting those precious things. And, um, but also it's not just for kids. These are protectors of emotions and dreams and in the sense of like following your dream and not forgetting who you really are and reminders of connection and and care for each other you guys do you have any other questions no. are you going to get me like four of those for christmas that's my question <laughs> you're, you're getting a fox and i'm getting a dragon so <laughs> <laughs> so the funny with some chain mail on it <laughs> right? The accessories fit all of the animals and the tiny uh, keychain dragons dress up as well. 
Oh. Keychain dragons? I can kick it. I can carry it with me. <laughs> so you can have a little dragon. pocket dream guardian. <laughs> Love it. So, Brenna, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, best of luck to you. Thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So if you want to be a part of Artist Alley, uh, then shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com, or you can also just uh, shoot us a message in any, any one of our uh, social medias. But yeah, so we are going to go ahead and get started now with Oof, gut reaction. And we're going to start tonight with Matt and uh, a new trailer for uh, Curon. Am I pronouncing that right? I couldn't tell you. It's Italian. <laughs> I, my Italian is... Rusty? It's not even rusty. It's non-existent. <laughs> I'd love to just be real. Um, so, Curon is a... It, it's being described as a darkly atmospheric and genre-bending show um, that is... It's an Italian series. It's being compared to Dark, Marianne, and The Rain. Um, it premieres on Netflix on June 10th. Um, quick recap from... The article, uh, 17 years after the tragic events that forced her to leave Huron, a woman returns home with her twin children. They soon discover that the town is cursed. When you hear the bells of the old church tower ringing, repressed feelings come back to the surface. Um, this trailer is definitely dark and moody, and um, there's definitely a feeling of impending doom almost to this trailer. Um, I sadly, I'm going to have to go thumb sideways on this just for the fact that it's um, subtitled, like the trailer is subtitled. Um, and as much as like, I appreciate the fact that it's in Italian that, you know, keeps that feel behind it. Um, I, I, I'm concerned that that's going to make it a little less moody and atmospheric when I have to read all the, the dialogue. Lydia. Yeah, I'm kind of with Matt. It sounds really interesting, but I probably would lose focus because that's just how I am with like TV shows in general. <laughs> um, it sounds really cool, but yeah, having to read the subtitles because it's in Italian would probably not be good for me. So if you can <laughs> speak Italian, then <laughs> let me know how it is. <laughs> but, <laughs> sideways, though. Um, I'm going to have to go. I'm just going to go thumbs down. Um, I watched this trailer. I couldn't get into it. And I think that, and, and yes, the subtitles were part of it. Um, having to, I not having to read, but reading the subtitles always kind of takes me out of it anyway. But mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't the whole thing. It just, I didn't think this was for me to begin with, even if it was in, you know, Merc and uh, Tabitha. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the whimsical dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get this fox dragon. Um, Something about an Italian movie. I watch everything with subtitles anyway because I can't hear anything. So that has never bothered me. So thumb sideways, but thumbs up for the dragons. If you guys need me, I'll be over here. <laughs> and Lydia, and they have Hogwarts house ones. BRB. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of, and I didn't bring this up to her when, when Brenna was still here, but um, I had actually interviewed her before uh, when we were still first starting this off and I've gotten to see these dragons in person or in dragon, I guess. Um, 
they are as cute and fluffy and cuddly as she makes them out to be. They're fantastic. <laughs> so anyway, um, Matt, we're going to stick with you and a new Star Wars series. Um, possibly, maybe. Um, I know last week we talked about Darth Maul getting a series. Um, this is more so about a live action character. Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn um, has been a fan favorite since his creation um, in the Star Wars universe um, back before Disney really had anything to do with, with Star Wars. Um, he was created by Timothy Zahn in a book series, um, which is now in the expanded universe. Um, but after Disney purchased Star Wars, um, Zahn was asked and has now written two books, um, reintroducing Thrawn into the, uh, into canon for Star Wars. Um, he has made an appearance, I believe it's in Rebels, um, the cartoon, um, but basically the rumor is that we will be getting a live action version of Thrawn um, probably sooner rather than later. Um, but where exactly he will show up and what he'll be doing will yet to be seen. Um, it obviously hasn't been officially confirmed, but um, I don't know. Uh, Thrawn, I, like I read, I, I'm you know, super nerd. I read a number of those Star Wars books when I was a kid. Um, and Grand Admiral Thrawn was like after Return of the Jedi, he was the bad guy that like the, the universe of Star Wars needed, and he got and they got because of Timothy Zahn. Um, so any chance of him being included live action, I'm 100% thumbs up with Lydia. So my, my Star Wars knowledge is still very lax, <laughs> I have more knowledge than I used to, but. All of that that you just said completely went over my head. Um, <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool. I'm, I'm glad that you're excited for this, this, but I, it doesn't really mean anything to me at this point. So thumb sideways. <laughs> but the blue. bunny dragon, I need. <laughs> I need that bunny dragon, and I need there's some chainmail and a cloak and a Gryffindor scarf. And there's yeah. a Slytherin scarf for me. <laughs> um. <laughs> I am also going to have to go thumb sideways on this. Uh, I understand the uh, uh, the fan f uh, reaction to it and everything, but at the same time, um, didn't they just, didn't they say, what, last year that they're taking time away from having Star Wars movies because people are burnt out on Star Wars and everything like that, and that's why, you know, Solo didn't do as well as it did and yada, yada, yada. Um but now we're getting like all the Star Wars series on Disney Plus or whatever. But it's like, that's still kind of overkill. But anyway, Tabitha. I feel like um, it was overkill I like four movies ago. I, but okay. I have vague memories of this character from reading those like secretly under my <laughs> desk at school, reading these Star Wars books, trying not to look like a nerd. Yeah, I read um, them on top of my desk. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference between you and I. Um, <laughs> but... I don't think that everyone's burnt out on Star Wars and like I'm all for more Star Wars as long as it's good Star Wars and not solo Star Wars because that was bad. That was bad Star Wars. So <laughs> we need good Star Wars and if this is going to be like a villain-centric story, I trust that they will take the time to do something good with it. So I'm going to go thumbs up. So uh, June 16th is... Uh... Um, 
Wow. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a date and time that is yes. shortly after. Sure is. Week. Wow. So anyway, um, so the collected edition of Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man is going to be released on June 16th. But coinciding with that, uh, Ahoy Comics is going to offer retailer, retailers downloads of promo posters and special media graphics for what is called Dragonfly Man Day. Uh, Co-creator Tom Payer said, quote, uh, not a lot of characters have gotten to celebrate a 91st anniversary, but fan support for Dragonfly Man has uh, been consistently strong down through the many, many weeks since its debut. Uh, it is celebrating its 91st anniversary, but it's 91st week anniversary. Um, I think that this is hilarious. Uh, I have actually, I've read... Um, Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man, and it's it's a lot of fun. I think I've talked about it a few times on the show, so yeah, total thumbs up for this tongue tongue and cheek play on Batman Day, uh, Tabitha. Um, you had me, and I'm like, why in the heck have I not heard about Dragonfly Man if he's been around for 91 right. years? And like, I'm <laughs> racking my brain, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Like, I feel really left out for the last 91 years, and now they've made me feel dumb, so they're getting a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go thumb sideways just because I was also racking my brain to figure out why I had not heard of Dragonfly Man, but I, I do appreciate the tongue-in-cheek, um, you know, poke at, like, the over-seriousness that has become Batman Day. Lydia. Uh, yeah, I was the same way as Tabitha. I'm like, what is this? Like, how have I not even ever heard of this if it's that old? And then he said 91 weeks. So, okay. But I know nothing about this, again. Like, my knowledge is lax. But I, I guess if they're going to have fun with it and do something like that, then I'm sideways. Good for you. <laughs> Um, keeping with comics, uh, so Image Comics is going to be adding uh, the Diamond Comic Distributors logo for hashtag Back the Comeback uh, on the comic books published on June 17th. Uh, Diamond has also placed the logo on Diamond packaging as well as t-shirts, and Image is the first publisher to add the symbol. Uh, if you don't know what it is, Back the Comeback uh, shines a light on the relationship between consumers and local comic and game retailers. Uh, it's also raising funds to help those retailers reopen, restart, and rebuild. Uh, definite thumbs up. Um, anything to help um, businesses come back from the pandemic and everything like that definitely deserve all the praise. So thumbs up there. Tabitha. Yeah, huge thumbs up. This is This is what we need. This is what I hope happens for more than just comic books. So thumbs up. Matt. Yeah, I have to agree. Like anything that you can do to help like spur, um, you know, the, the return of businesses from everything like this uh, is a good thing. So thumbs up. A, a reboot, if you will. A reboot. We haven't had one in a while. <laughs> we haven't. Lydia. <laughs> Definitely thumbs up. Um, I love the idea of helping out local businesses and I feel like comic books shops especially need it. They, they needed it before this happened because right. people have gotten so attached to just downloading things online. So most definitely thumbs up. So we had a chance to uh, preview a new book uh, from Oni Press. It's going to be out uh, June 10th. It's called Lost Beast Found Friend. Uh, it's written by Josh uh, Trujillo and art by uh, Nick Kennedy. 
And so basically what this book is about, uh, it's definitely, it's a, it's a young reader book. Um, it's, and it's on an island. Uh, Keely finds a beast and the two go on a journey to get the beast home. So uh, Matt, what did you think about it? I love this. This is just another one of the kids books that we've gotten from Lion Forge Oni Press that have like fantastic, colorful, bright visuals um, and a great story, um, even with a simple a simple message um, to go along with it. I, I think this was fantastic. Um, I fully intend on uh, now having read this to share this with uh, the boys uh, very shortly. Tabitha, what'd you think? Yeah, this was cute. This further proves that like they can basically do no wrong with children's books. <laughs> and I'm kind of critical about children's books sometimes. And I wrote, I, after I finished this one, I thought about how like usually I read children's books and I'm like where are the adults why are you all just running amok this is teaching no lessons and all of them teach a lesson in a subtle way without me like child psychologying the book and I'm like <laughs> this was just so cute like such a good message beautiful illustrations just like the quintessential board book for a kid <laughs> like it was this was wonderful yeah yeah, it, it did. It had a, a fantastic message. Um, I liked how, you know, like the, the art and just the um, the way that the story read, too. You know, it was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it just, but yeah, like, I really don't have anything else to add. You guys are kind of like stolen all my thunder, but that's okay, because I usually steal your thunder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's just, it's, it's really nice, and it's kind of just to show that, like, outward appearances aren't always what they seem, you know, and to not be afraid of things that don't look like you, which I think, especially in this day and age, is something that is vitally important. Mm -hmm. yep. so, uh, so, yeah, so like I said, that's coming out June 10th, um, especially if you have young readers in your life, uh, pick it up for sure. So, mm -hmm. um, I like that the biggest thing I got out of most of that, other than like, wanting to go read this book now is the fact that Tabitha's problem with children's book is where are your parents? That's why I hate the boxcar children. Oh, there it is. <laughs> As a child, I would read the boxcar children and get so mad because I'm like, there's no way that the government and the adults are letting you people get away with this. Like, I would get so irritated. So not only, not only the it's, parents, but the government as well. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> I understood that there were, like, social workers and people in the world that were helping you. They weren't just going to let these kids live in a train car. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We were actually just talking about the fact that I asked my grade school librarian who I could write a letter to when I found a historically inaccurate fact in one of the Dear America books. So, I am who I am. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. And don't be surprised if you see your face superimposed on one of the boxcar children for our Instagram post. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <that right now. laughs> if she brings quarantine to come kill you in your sleep, I am not responsible. I'll wear my mask. <laughs> okay, that's all I ask. Yeah. Just remember, when you wear your mask, you're protecting my corpse and not necessarily you. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's fine. It's worth it. So put a mask on him before you kill him. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, switching, <laughs> switching gears uh, just a little bit, we have a couple of uh, uh, a little more serious things to talk about. Matt, I want to start with you first, and we're going to talk about uh, Just Mercy. So this was announced yesterday, um, and Warner Brothers um, has said that the Michael B. Jordan, uh, sorry, Michael Bay Jordan. Thank you. There it uh, is. <laughs> led film um, is going to be available for free to rent on all digital platforms starting yesterday through the end of June. Um, they, Warner Brothers has basically said that it is a small part that they can do uh, it is a resource that they can offer um, for those wishing to learn more about the systemic racism that just continues to plague our society. Um, the movie is based on Brian Stevenson's best-selling memoir of the same title, um, and it recounts the experiences and details. Um, and, sorry, it recounts the experiences and details the case of a condemned death row prisoner whom he fought to free. Um, I remember watching the trailer for this and just being absolutely blown away at how incredible and powerful the trailer itself was. Um, so the fact that Warner Brothers is just like throwing it out there for uh, for the month for everybody to be able to access, I think is a fantastic, fantastic thing, especially right now. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you, and if you don't know off the top of your head, that's fine. Uh, it's not really that big of a deal, but uh, when did this movie come out? Because I don't, I don't remember anything about it. Not that long ago. Mm -hmm. um, 2019. They, oh, okay. Yeah, they moved up. They moved up the digital release. Oh, it came out December 25th. So it's really not that old at all. Okay. No. Wow. So that's, that's amazing that, yeah. So, I mean, if it came out on, so this would be probably... Well, around the time that it probably would come out if it had a decent theatrical release, but like, yeah, I well actually was I was in Walmart today and I saw it on the shelf that you could purchase. Um, but like the way things have gone lately is that you know just because it's available for purchase on the store shelves, you still probably have to wait to get access through Amazon or Hulu or mm -hmm. you know wherever you stream things. You can probably rent it like to pay to rent it on those streaming services. Um, but free access, like at the same time as the like commercial release of the like for home, yeah. Um, yeah. is essentially unheard of right now. Yeah, and that's that's just absolutely amazing. And I think it's something that's necessary right now. Oh absolutely. yeah. So it is based off of a book, and I am I have it saved, but I have not read it. But I am hearing absolutely incredible things about the book which it's floating around out there if you can find it on apple books or scribd or your library online resources find it read it educate yourself yeah so um jj <clears throat> abrams uh, bad robot uh, has announced a 10 million donation over five years to organizations fighting uh, racial oppression uh, it's jointly funded by bad robot and then also the kate mcgrath and jj abrams family foundation uh some of the uh, organizations that are benefiting from this are uh, the Black Futures Lab, Black Lives Matter, uh, Community Co uh, Coalition, Equal Justice Initiative, and the Know Your Rights campaign. So, um, yeah, just that's just amazing that, you know, he's using 
his uh, wealth, you know, in that way. Yeah, uh, this is this is definitely a time where, like, those like we need those people that can um, to be able to step up and not just monetarily give an example, but like you give an morally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, and not a lot of people are doing that right now. So the fact that he is is a great step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, there is a uh, a GoFundMe that was created. I believe it was just created uh, yesterday um, for Heidi Ho Comics. It's the oldest comic book store in Los Angeles County, and it's been in Santa Monica for 43 years. Uh, this was one of the stores that was um, a victim of the looting that happened in Santa Monica. Uh, they had uh, toys, statues, uh, Magic the Gathering cards were stolen, uh, cases were broken and or flipped over. Uh, also among items that were stolen were uh, really expensive golden, silver, and Bronze Age comics. Mm. Uh, their goal uh, is uh, they have a $43,000 goal. And so far, they've reached uh, just under 34000 uh, as oh, wow. of right now. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so the, the cool thing about this, though, is that they are, um, and the, you know, what they're asking for, it's for repairs, um, replacements, and things like that. Um, 10% of all donations are going to go to uh, the BINC comic book, so- comic book Store Safety Fund, and then also 10% is going to go to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, awesome. And the, the really cool thing, and I, I, I found this quote on their GoFundMe page, uh, they said that even with everything that has happened within our shop and outside of it, uh, we would never lash out at our brothers in fear and anger. The X-Men taught us that. Uh, we will stand with... Uh, peaceful protesters the world over you are our brothers and sisters and we cry out for justice with you so uh, even if you have just a couple dollars to spend or to spare uh, help them out they're one of the good guys so um, Tabitha we are going to um, switch gears and talk about Wolfman uh, yeah, so you guys remember when uh, Universal was like, we're going to release all these Monster Man movies, but kind of with a twist, and they did Wolfman, and wait, no, they did, um, yep, that mummy. one, the one that didn't do good, yep, Mummy, there it is, and then they just did Invisible Man, and now they are going to be working on Wolfman. Uh, the Lon Chaney film from 1941 is going to star Ryan Gosling. Um, obviously, they can't work on it right now. There's no post or pre-production. There's no anything going on because plus you know, there hasn't been a full moon. Right, it <laughs> makes things complicated for everybody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lauren uh, Shucker Blum and Rebecca Angelo of Orange Is the New Black have written the screenplay. Um, we don't really know anything else. I mean, we had that really crappy Wolfman that had Benicio Del Toro, Del Toro oh, in it in like yeah. 2010, maybe, or something. That was just not good. So, uh, hoping, hoping against hope that this is good. I haven't seen, obviously I didn't see that Mummy movie because it was trash. Uh, I've been warned against the extreme trigger warnings of Invisible Man, so we have not watched that. Um, so yeah, maybe this is one of these I can actually watch and enjoy. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Right. 
But Ryan Gosling, though? I'd watch Ryan Gosling watch paint dry. Let's get real. Yeah, you you can. (laughs) I'm good. Now that Universal has backed off their idea to build this monster universe Mm -hmm. because Tom Cruise ruined it with the mummy movie thing. (laughs) List um, of things Tom Cruise has ruined. Right. I mean, if I understand correctly, like from what I've read, basically it was his insistence to take over that project that, Mm -hmm. like, essentially condemned this universal monster universe that they were trying to build. Um, and no, I have not seen Invisible Man, and I probably won't because, like, tra- like Tabitha said, just <laughs> a trigger warning issues, and, and mm-hmm. also because he's invisible. It, yes. Well, that too. Invisible um, plus trigger warnings yeah. can't even find the stupid thing. No, um, but I. Why I did mean, you avoid the bell twice? <laughs> That's all I want to know right now. I know, right? <laughs> it's harder to ring it when it's not in front of me. <laughs> I will accept a ding. <laughs> This has been your plan. Mitch, like, probably started coronavirus just so yep. we could stop kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Uh, Brought uh, out a whole plague. Way to go. And it worked. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, yes. I, I, I'm interested. I mean, like I said, I haven't gotten to see any of the other ones, and they didn't do what they were originally going to do because Tom Cruise sucks, but I don't know. Maybe? We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for it, though. No. Like, huh? You know, like, they've, they're have they 0 for 2 right now. Um, well, I've heard yeah. Invisible Man is good. Like, I yeah. people that I've talked they to can that see they it. can see it have watched it and, you know, they're, like, much enjoyed themselves. But the people who have had, like, have been emotionally bothered by it, obviously, are not, you know. True. Not going to, to figure out if we should watch it or not. But I'm not going to watch it based on what they've said, so. No, but, I mean, it sounds like what they're doing, though, is instead of trying to shoehorn everything into this universe, they're taking it project by project and giving these projects to writers and directors that fit the vision of what they would like to see happen instead of saying, hey, we want to create an MCU of horror monsters, let's shove everything together. Yeah. So Which is how I it think, should have been from the first thing. Like, right. right. Yeah. Um, I would have been okay with the shared universe if they had done it right, but... Yeah, it could have been like a really cool like plan, but it's universal and every plan they have, they're like, We have a plan and then they're like you hear toilet flushing sounds and that's like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so um Matt, let's talk about um the new uh a new, some new details on the uh, Avengers game. So we've known this is coming for a while. Um, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix um, are working on an Avengers game. It looks amazing. Um, Right, which should be fantastic when it actually happens. Um, But we have some new information about about an NPC, non-player character, that is going to be included in the game. Um, She is a brand new Inhuman. Uh, Her name is Sharice. And she is a wheelchair user. Um, she was she is voiced and motion captured by an accessibility specialist, Cherry Thompson, who also um, is in a wheelchair. 
um, the screenshot or the the images that are part of this article um, are really cool because it shows her in the mocap suit in her wheelchair um, on the soundstage with these other mocap actors um, for this video game. Um, so that's the whole thing is is great. It's fantastic. Um, a representative from Crystal Dynamics has said that part of like part of what they're doing is that their goal is to normalize representation within our game world by reflecting the diversity of the real world. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, it's yeah. definitely something that needs um, to be seen, and especially in like video games, because I feel like video games especially aren't as diverse because most of them tend to be more like action based. It's like we we can't have people that are physically impaired because then it messes with the gameplay. That's not true. Like <laughs> there are so many things you could do with people that are diverse in those ways that, yeah, I love it. I love that idea. Now this is a brand new character, right? It is a brand new character it is like, Marvel or Crystal Dynamics, you know, I guess worked with Marvel on creating this new inhuman character um, for the game. Nice. So that would be, that would be really cool though, to see that character in other types of media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make the leap maybe into comics. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be incredible. I like it. So um, we have a couple of stories for the J.K. Simmons news desk. I feel like this is the OG news desk. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute, though. It's been a while. It's been a while. So Every time uh, you say J.K., though, I think you're about to say rolling, and I'm like, what did she do now? <laughs> I haven't bothered to look, but I think she is in some more hot water or something oh, for liking no tweets problem, she shouldn't please. have liked. I don't know. Oh, probably. It's what she does with her life. <laughs> <laughs> so with the uh, J.K. Simmons news desk, he uh, recently spoke to People TV's uh, Couch Surfing, um, and he talked about playing Chris Evans' dad in the Apple TV series uh, Defending Jacob. So he said that he was a fan of Evans' work and that he and thought that he would be a good guy to work with. Uh, but now J.K. Simmons has a new plan. Um, now his career plan is to play the father of every handsome blue-eyed movie star stud named Chris. So he's, he's got Chris Evans. He's also finished uh, The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. So now he has his eyes set on Pine and Hemsworth, and he said he doesn't care which one comes first. He's not picky. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. It was also revealed that he is under contract for more appearances as, as uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. Yes. Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't say the uh, specifically to expect to see the character again, but he did say that he has signed on to do multiple movies uh, and that he's committed to do it to doing it. But Marvel is not necessarily committed to using the character. So well, they should because he is J. He Jonah. is the character. Yeah. Yeah. And with the reaction that he got when, you know, like, when we saw that surprise unveiling, uh, they'd be stupid to not use him in some capacity in the next mm -hmm. Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Agreed. Even for a cameo or something, like, just, just do it. It's, yeah. it's worth it. 100%. Hmm. So, 
All right. So we've got time for one more story. I say we've got time. I think we've got plenty of time. Um, but, you know, we've only got one more story. How about that? <laughs> so we have just enough time for our last story. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so um, monkeys in India attacked a, attacked a lab technician and stole blood samples of patients who tested positive for COVID-19. So as if 2020 couldn't be any weirder, now we have monkeys stealing blood. Vampire monkeys? <laughs> I or don't think this is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the monkeys grabbed the samples and fled with them, uh, forcing patients to get new samples drawn. Uh, it's unclear if the monkeys spilled any of the blood, but residents did fear that the spread of the virus, uh, that there would be a spread of the virus uh, if the monkeys came near homes or urban areas. Uh, it is not known if the monkeys could contract COVID-19 uh, if they came in contact with the samples. So. I mean, they can catch everything else we can catch. Why couldn't they catch that? Yeah. She's not wrong. I mean, they're literally just furry versions of us who can't talk but have better thumbs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can, can you imagine, though, being that lab technician? I, like, I know that monkeys are everywhere in India, but, like, still, like, could you imagine, like, them just, like, ganging up on you? To, that's not something I would have to explain to my boss. Like, right. So what yes. happened was... <laughs> up by these monkeys. <laughs> I mean, did you guys see that video of the monkey, like, running down an alley and grabbing, like, a two-year-old and, like, pulling it, like, three blocks? Yeah, like oh. monkeys in India don't mess around. Like, <laughs> I get it, but <laughs> maybe keep a better like grip on your blood samples. Or I don't know. What was the door? <laughs> right. I wonder. Like, did they like? Did they kind of like trick them? Did like some of them like kind of distract them or whatever? While you know, See, now I'm just picturing them. like that it was a targeted heist, a, heist and watching these, <laughs> I'm picturing these monkeys on the rooftop like <laughs> like talking to each other and like plotting this now. It's like it's like I'd Ocean's Eleven but with monkeys. But with monkeys. <laughs> I would watch I would watch that. Would Agreed. It was awful. But yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, but I not I don't want CGI monkeys. I want real monkeys. Real monkeys. Like, can we at least have voiceovers for the monkeys, though? Like, can they, you know, still speak English? No, quit complaining oh. about subtitles. Subtitles are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time watching anything without subtitles, so just let me have my subtitles, Mitch. Tana, if you can't get the actual monkeys to make monkey noises, just go call Frank Walker. It's fine. <laughs> He's got it covered. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with what's happening throughout the week. And be sure to let us know about any cool things you're missing out on. From all of us The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.